Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Lady Audacity. I'm Meredith. And I'm Alex. And we are, let's just say, overwhelmed by the by the feedback we've gotten from our teaser. Yeah. Alex, <laughs> the vibes, they're vibing. The vibes are vibing. It is exactly what we needed. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's amazing. It's been so, so awesome how many people have listened to it, how many people are asking, demanding our first episode. I know. We were ready to record that day. I'm like, oh, we have to hold up. We got to finish. We got to get all info together first. <laughs> I know. It was so hard because things kept changing. We finally said the night before, we're recording this on Tuesday, May 2nd. We finally said the night before, unless we find out Megan is parachuting in to the coronation or coming in Mission Impossible possible style or I don't know Camilla's wearing a wedding dress we yeah. we got to stop we got to stop our bishop if our bishop is coming in in the Olivia Wilde dress that the other girl wore wore the Chloe dress serving us yeah. I don't know high priest cunty <laughs> we, <laughs> we will not be putting anything else in here okay <laughs> I just died. I did not expect you to say that. That was so funny. That's I all lost. I could think about when I saw that. I was like, either I need Charles or Archbishop to show up in that to the coronation. Okay. Be like, Gen Z, I can do it too. Harry Styles who? That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. I, we're probably going to have some Met Gala stuff since that was last night. We were just texting each other yes. memes of the Met Gala. It was so good. I mean, I so really fun. love... I really love that L Fanning stole, I think, Kate Middleton's uh, flower crown. I don't know if you yes. saw that. I think well, she stole they, it. There was flower crowns on the carpet last night. And I was telling someone, I was like, I know Natasha and Kate are looking up all of the headlines this morning. I'm like, so how the he- how do the flower flower crowns do? How do the flower crowns do in the fashion world? Let us know if that's going to catch on or not. Because I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Because... Honestly, I I will say I'm feeling a little bit for Kate right now because I can't imagine having Charles and Camila in charge of that decision and it hanging over your head in the way that it is. Because I absolutely think she does not have a final decision yet. 
I yeah, that's been like the biggest debate around the coronation is like, will they or won't they? And I I have maybe maybe a controversial opinion, maybe not. It's no secret y'all have crowns. Now there is some debate over how we got some of those exactly. jewels. Okay, and I'm, yeah, but, it's kind of it's kind of crazy to me. Like I would think this was a decision that was already going to be made, but I guess I guess it's like bad luck to start planning a coronation when the monarch is still there. So I, I'll give Charles okay. some, you know, some some free there that you know maybe that's why he hasn't planned things out, but. Yeah, it's very interesting what's happening here because, like, their crowns are almost announced, like, pretty much immediately. You know what I mean? And obviously they're controversial. It's so, it's so weird. It's so weird to me because we know you have jewels. I, I feel like it's it's part of this, like, trying to show that they're paring down the monarchy. They're having a low-key coronation. They're understanding the, the cost of living crisis. And it's like, but wearing stuff you already had in the vaults isn't not wearing it doesn't hide the fact that you are monstrously wealthy yes. you're not fooling anyone by not wearing if there's ever a time to pull out the it's jewels now. i think it's well, the, and the funny thing it's is now. if they were paying attention at all or actually were i don't know hiring the proper people they would know that in a recession is usually when the fashion world is usually when we see a lot of the glitz and the clamor come out actually on the runways that's when you start seeing the sparkles oh. and the bright colors it's almost this kind of like Whenever I see this talked about, when it talks about fashion and throughout, you know, decades, centuries, and so on, they always go back to the Roaring Twenties, and they talk about how there was, you know, a huge economic just downfall and stuff, but you still saw the flapper dresses come out. Everyone started wearing the sparkles and the jewels, like, even though everyone was poor and stuff, people still want to have a good time. They want to distract themselves, and usually Hist- it's Historically, it wasn't great. Dress. Historically, Great Depression, not great. Zero yes, out of ten. exactly. Zero out of ten, do not recommend. So I'm just like... I keep saying, I'm like, why aren't you announcing you're going to pay for some of it? Even if it's not the whole thing, just saying, hey, I'm going to throw in my own like 50 million, which you easily have, would do a lot more than no tiaras. Because I'm sorry, tiaras are like the siren song of our youth. Okay, Disney (laughs) has let us know that's what we love. Yeah, I feel like it's give me tiaras or give me death. Exactly. It's just like tiaras. Because my thing is, when you talk about the crowns and stuff like that, it's obviously the crowns that they're going to wear is just like a really great example of just how horrible the colonial history is. Because, I mean, they're just, they're thugs. Let's talk about it. Oh, They my. sat there and Oh, my gosh. We are in like, we're not, we're not 10 minutes in and you are throwing <laughs> down animals. Up. Okay. Let's turn to the Fox News. That they're talking about Black Lives Matter protests right now. Thievery, looters, thugs. Oh, that's gosh. Yeah. Listen. You, <laughs> and that's you how they them. got their jewels, which I think is also funny, too, is so much of Charles is like talking about like diversity and this, you know, the last couple of years we've heard not an apology, but the profound sorrow over the past. And I'm like, you guys are going to crown yourself with the exact thing you're apologizing for. Yeah. Actions, actions over words. Actions exactly. Over words. And this is all you're stuff we're getting into today. You're going to take away the tiaras. Who are usually, it's just like, grandma bought me this tiara. Or someone made this for their wedding. Or, you know, sure, there's some blood diamonds and stuff in there. But we can ignore that. <laughs> we <laughs> stole this from time. India. We stole this from India. Oops. Exactly. No take backsies. I'm just kind of like, why wouldn't you throw out the tiaras? Like, they give you, like, they're going to talk about some sort of family history or something. Like, that's what you would want. You would think focused on but again 
Charles and Camila have egos. And I will say, I will say, I've got to give Charles. Okay, I know. Let me let me sound like I am all ears right now and say devil's advocate. Let me play devil's advocate here. But can you really blame Charles and Camila? Because like, first of all, Queen Elizabeth and um, Philip were in their youth. They were in their prime. They were hot. Okay, so <laughs> she could have everyone in a crown. Everyone is in here. Everyone's in a crown. I mean, her ladies in wedding, ladies in waiting, had the beautiful headdresses they had. But the queen was going to be the main show, and not only because she was being crowned, but because she was hot. You know what I mean? She was beautiful. She was young. There was so much excitement around her. And if you read about like the ladies in waitings, it's so cute. They all talk about like that time and the build up and getting ready for it. And everyone's like, "Oh my gosh, yeah!" And the duke was just so handsome, and we were all just like so giddy around him. It's like that was the vibe charles and camila are old old dudes They're do not play old well. As hell. Doesn't play well someone is sitting there calculating how many like how many years until we have another coronation exactly it's not exciting like not to be morbid but he's in his late what mid to late 70s exactly you know I mean? like it's exciting when it's younger people okay before we get into coronation talk which we've already started because it's very exciting in the words of kim richards Let's talk about the husbands. I mean, the headlines, the headlines, the headlines, God bless Kim Richards. But you know, in many ways you wouldn't know a coronation was actually happening with some of the coverage that we see going on. So I have to say, I was very nervous. I was triggered. Okay. Call me a snowflake. I don't care. I was triggered when I saw that the, the three, uh, the three stooges, the three Markle stooges were going to be doing an interview in Australia. I said, you got to be kidding me Yeah, because of, explosive new information megan once acted it into the woods you know what i mean she once wore a a crown that's a signal that she wanted to take over the monarchy one day yeah blah 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 i have to say what's been very fascinating is the coverage because Mm -hmm. while you see some quotes from samantha markle about like my sister's toxic or you know whatever she goes on about here is the headline from the express uk are you ready for this Megan's family interview branded disgusting as viewers switch off in fury. Okay. I've been, okay. You know, I have been saying the Royals have backed off and here's the Rota too. Cause we talked a little bit how like a week or a couple weeks ago when all of a sudden everyone was neutral towards Megan. Remember that we had Charles when they, we found out they weren't going initially is like, you know, he's very sad he won't see Megan and his grandchildren. We had Kate with the people cover when it was like, you know, Megan was upset too. It was really hard for her too. No one was speaking like outwardly negatively about Megan. If anything, they were using her for their own PR game. And I can't help but think the Rhoda is saying this too. Just fully and aggressively hating Megan constantly is not doing what it needs to do for them. I think there is also a big fear. Now that the WME, and this is actually a longer term thing I'm looking into. Yes. They, the day after, because I, I started going to go back and look, the day after that announcement dropped, they needed an entire 24 hours to catch their breath. There was literally like no articles. And even in the coverage of this interview, yes, a lot of detractors were saying there was not even any good, there's not new information. This was really, you know, kind of selling something that, you know, you're, you were sold a, a false bill of goods, basically, by the, the trailer. But I think there was some real fear over how to cover this and how to cover a Meghan Markle that has this kind of repu- um, representation. Because the people that are representing her now, it's a big deal. Powerhouse. It's a hu- 
They go to you. They go to you. You don't come to them. Yeah. And they are, they will come after you. And powerhouse and media, you guys. Like Murdoch, this is actually someone who could take on Murdoch. It's a huge deal. And what happens is if you mess with them, they potentially will deny you access to their other clients. So it's not just Megan, it's the roster of clients, celebrity clients. And we've talked about, you know, that Jennifer um, Jennifer Garner, you had... Who's it? Ben Affleck. Serena Williams. Serena Williams. Um, who The Rock. Like pretty much every top A celebrity, anyone you're constantly seeing on E! News, People Magazine, um, any of those mainstream, anyone you pretty much saw on the Met Gala, they're going to be with WME. Okay. They are going to yeah. be with WME. It's a very big deal. She has a powerhouse behind her and it's going to be very interesting to see how the Rhoda and the Royals respond to this. Cause everyone's been quiet. Cause the fact that the Royals did not leak immediately, which gives the Rhoda something to go off of. I think people forget that. Like, I don't think every single time the Rhoda writes a story or a Royal expert, you know, talks about something is because they have a direct link. I think they just get a bunch of leaks and then they go based off of that. So like, well, we know the Royals are feeling very relieved that Megan isn't going to come. So even I didn't talk about them direct, talk to them directly for this article, I can go off of that and then make a whole article. Everyone's relieved. Megan's the worst. Um, you know, Harry will be able to reconcile with his family now. It's just the same talking points. And right now with WME, it's going to be interesting. Because even when they announced who was going and who wasn't, I remember Megan for her page, page six is who she leaked to. At least I believe to, I believe she leaked oh. to. One of the funny things that really stood out for me is there's always been this back and forth saying that Megan's controlling of Harry and so on. So speaking of articles that have nothing to do with the upcoming coronation, <laughs> there was a very fast uh, delete all from the Daily Mail about woke Megan. And uh, luckily, we are, we're on it. We are super sleuths over here. So we very quickly archived that. And I plugged that baby into the Wayback Machine so fast so that we could catalog it. So no worries. We have the deleted article. So let's talk about what was in there and why we think it was deleted so quickly. Yes. So this article is very interesting. I think maybe I should read some of the more like explosive bits. So Harry is clearly delighted beating his bro. In fact, there's little today that his once close friends quite recognize in the figure they see, they so often see interviewed on screen, nor is there much to remind them of the hidden Hedonistic? Thank you. Hedonistic charmer they once knew in the homilies he challenged the Netflix documentary Harry and Meghan in his autobiography spare about the royal family's shortcomings, its hatred of the media, and his personal journey of grief and healing. But as his friends have told the Mail on Sunday, the signs that a personal transformation was underway were already present in the earliest days of the pair's relationship. And it started with Muesli. I say there ain't. Is it Mussolini? Not Mussolini. Is it a is it a fascist leader? Um, no, I know what you, I know. I know what you mean. It's like a. It's like a. Oh, God, I know what you're talking about. L I for everyone out there and much 
better speakers than me. I don't <laughs> eat. I don't eat fancy grains. I think it's no. a fancy grain. No, and this I, is this. You guys, this makes it even better. What this is setting us up for. Let's talk about this. So this source is telling us we first noticed a real change when he came to the breakfast buffet on a shooting weekend and started tossing bowls of granola to take upstairs to his bedroom. A source said. We asked why he didn't eat with the rest of the rest of the bacon and eggs. He said something about sunrise yoga with Megan, and they wanted to have breakfast alone in their bedroom y'all granola ends friendships i've always (laughs) said it you 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 bring out the granola especially if it's organic especially if it's non-gmo it's done (laughs) friendships are cut and also can we just like let this man have hot morning sex with his hot girlfriend in the very beginning of the relationship and he needs y'all okay as harry said in spare after the when they finally got back together and they didn't even have enough time to put a do not disturb sign on the door. They need subsidence the next morning. Like, let these people have their fun. <laughs> Listen, that's just thoughtful. You're just trying to take care of your body. Yeah, you right. need to refuel before diving back in. Like, and the funny thing is, I'm looking at looking it up right now, but I swear one day I want to find out more about this shooting weekend. I'm assuming there was probably more than one, but there's a Tattler article, I think from like 2000. Oh, there's a lot of shooting issue problems. There's yes. one with Megan. There's a whole thing that Megan doesn't like it. And during one of the shooting weekends, Megan wasn't like gossiping with the Sloan Ranger girls, but it was like kind of more off by herself. And it's just interesting because it really seems like this weekend, whether it was one or two, she just didn't seem to mesh with their culture or his inner circle. And I don't know. I just can't help but scoff a little bit because all of this does sound like them coming back to their upset that their friends started hanging out with them less or was hanging out with them less because he has a girlfriend that naturally happens when you get into a relationship. Taylor's but that he was growing fine. up. Like he was growing up. But there's another little portion here that I find interesting because I think in general, I it speaks to how Megan's personality and I think more maybe of a type A personality, someone who is used to asking questions and voicing their opinion just came off not great to them. So. I, think she, I honestly think Megan is just direct Very and I think direct, that she yes. just likes to understand what to expect. And I also yes. think there's this kind of American work hard thing where she was like, I'm going to come in. I'm going to show that I'm going to work hard. I'm going to exactly. It's like, uh, no, actually, like I'm eager to fit in. Yeah. It's and- actually not what we want. You can't be <laughs> doing too much. We need you to kind of uh, like scale back. And I feel like even Megan's scale back in Megan's, I'm going to go with the flow is still kind of resist, not resisting the flow, but asking questions like, okay, we do this, but why? And then I'm like, why are you asking why? Just do it. You know, and she's like, similar, similar to myself. I have no chill and I don't know if Megan has a lot of chill, but what's the dinner? What's the dinner party? Uh, So here we go. Um, Before an informal dinner hosted by Jack Mann. So this is interesting because they're name dropping this guy. I don't know if he's a source, but they are name dropping who this was party was. A polo playing friend of Harry's and an usher at their wedding. A source says Jack was surprised to receive a list of demands beforehand. Megan wanted to know which designers a woman would be wearing, what the seating plan would be, things like that, the source said. Jack was so stunned he just didn't respond. It was a bizarre request to receive prior to a leisurely occasion. 
When Jack decided not to respond to the email, another message was sent. In the second email, it seemed that Megan was mainly interested in the names of the wives and girlfriends present, the source added. Again, Jack refused to tell her anything. This wasn't a movie executive's network dinner in the Hollywood Hills with George Clooney. It was wine and food with friends. Eventually, they both showed up, and Megan seemed miffed, and she left for dinner. So, um, yes. I think this one I find interesting. Okay. Because... I, maybe this is my Megan bias coming out, but I'm like, did she ask for designers or did she ask what people were wearing? Because to me, that sounds like I want to know the vibe of the party. I want to make sure I'm dressed accordingly. Is she bad for wanting to know who's going to be there, who she's going to be talking to in terms of- I think she wants to do her research. Exactly. And this is what I'm saying. I'm just like, is she being like nosy because she just wants to network or she's just new to this area? She's kind of new to these people. She really wants to impress Harry and his friends. So she's trying to come and she's trying to be prepared. You know what I wonder? Here's the thing. So much. I feel like this is almost like gaslighting is a very overused term, but it's just so funny that it's like Megan doesn't know the rules. And then when Megan tries to ask for the rules, they're like, <laughs> um, it's just a leisurely wine like, and cheese event. Like, here. why are you being so uppity? And <laughs> exactly. then, like, you know, and then she wears like black fingernail polish and people oh, freak out. So it's why like, why does okay. she not know the rules? <laughs> but then she tries to know the rules and they're like, there's no rules, Megan. Exactly. You know what I mean? And I think it's, it's ridiculous, is my point. And, well, and people try to act like Megan wasn't a part of these type of crowds. And this is what I it kind of annoys me because there's a point here. They're like, she freaked out because she wasn't allowed to sit next to Harry because I guess in British culture, usually couples sit apart. My thing is, we know Megan was going to London. We know she was going to high places. You know what I mean? You know, we know she was hanging out around high society people. Getting into Soho, London is not an easy thing to do. And it's not just about money. It's about who you know. Okay. She was hanging out with Eugenie. We knew she knows Eugenie before that. So I'm just like, would she really be that up surprised, let alone upset, that she wouldn't be able to sit next to her boyfriend at a British dinner? Like, would she really not know that? I don't know. There's just, like, little things like that. I'm just kind of like, did that happen? Are you upset she asked questions about the dinner party beforehand? I think it's an attempt to other her. I think it's a continual yes. attempt. Also, do you want to hear my trick that I learned, apparently from Fergie, <laughs> to say, not the, not the singer, not the singer, <laughs> um, to say Eugenie's name? Oh, how? It's use your knees. Eugenie. Eugenie. Isn't that crazy? Eugenie. Am I saying it? looks it? like Eugenie. Yeah. It's Eugenie. Eugenie. I'm going to tell you guys right now. Alex has a lot of Alex-isms, and this is one <laughs> of the reasons I love her, because my mother has a lot of things where she just decides that she's going to pronounce things however she wants, and I think we should encourage that. Yes. My so, husband has a long-running notes app that's been going on yeah, since we started. Listen. <laughs> listen. That's my way of saying you will Eugenie catch is on. a hard name. It's a hard name. You're going to catch on. Okay, Camilla. Camilla, we give her a little spice. You make yes. her sound cooler. And when you I'm make her sound about cooler. her, I do not care how you pronounce her name. No. Okay. If you're, well, listen, if you're talking about that affair, full disrespect to her. <laughs> we are gonna, we're getting into it. Okay. Um, so that's just, yeah, a little aside. But I did want to point out too, what the most interesting thing about this woke article is because this was posted, what, like April 28th or something around that time? Yes. Was Friday. the art, this is coming after the stuff with the trial that Harry dropped that yes. witness statement. Before that, all of the articles were very much, oh my gosh, Harry can reconcile now that Megan isn't here. We had Camilla Tomney. Camilla, Camilla Tomney. Tomney. Camilla Tomney. Oh. My, that girl my, got my, her bird book out for Megan. She's, okay? she's Rita Skeeter. We call her Rita Skeeter. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> what is this one line she wrote? 
Okay, this one by Camila Tommy is probably one of the most unhinged lines of it all from one of these articles that's like, we may get our Harry back. That's what it's literally called. Actually, let me get the name because you guys just have to hear this name. Yes, Prince Harry looks like a man desperate for an escape route. We should give him one. This is Camila Tomney, April 14th. <laughs> Listen, there is, nothing, there is nothing worse than that horrible weather in Montecito. I can't think of anything <laughs> I'd like more than My to go back to London. Okay, so one of the lines is, there was no escaping the former American actress turned wannabe people's princess. I'm just like, ma'am, this is not an article. This is a Dear Diary journal. Okay, you are talking about the girl that you hate. (laughs) She always writes like she's the biggest asshole. I'm sorry. That's how she writes. That's how she writes. (laughs) So this is what what happening, like, before the court papers drop. He's going to come back. And if... And I will say what I always find though sinister about this in articles like this is not only the exclusion of Megan, but it's the exclusion of his children. That oh, always yeah, it's gets gross. to me. As long as they aren't there. The fact that they want to like get him divorced and like to leave his wife and children. Yes. What kind of family values bullshit is that? Exactly. Because it's clearly this is what it said. Like they're saying, you know, now that Harry's alone without anyone from Montecito, he can reconcile with his family. He's more willing to, without people in his ears, you know, just like that type of thing. And I think this is also why with, you know, Megan, when she leaked with the page six, they had said pretty much if Megan was controlling, then she wouldn't be okay with her husband going to the coronation without her, but she's fine with it. And she understands that he needs to do this for himself and his family. So I think it's interesting because that's exactly what they hit on. Immediately it was there's trouble in Montecito. Um, and without Megan there, because Megan just can't let go of things, she just holds on to everything, which is also why I believe that, um, what was it, Telegraph article? Yeah, it was Telegraph revealing the corresponding, the letters between her, um, Megan and Charles talking about, about the concerns over Archie's skin color and stuff. That's also why I think it was Charles and them, because it really hook, lie, and sinker for Megan just won't let things go, which is why she won't be yeah. coming to this coronation. So we have all of that. Then he drops these court papers and these these are the articles we have now about Harry. Yeah, so we've had, <laughs> we've had quite a bit going on besides just the coronation. But what we're going to do now is we're going to take a look back. Yes. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you on a little trip. We're going to go back to June 3rd, 1953, Queen Elizabeth's coronation. And like Dorinda Medley, Queen Elizabeth cooked, she decorated, and she made it nice, okay? And, I mean, like, as nice as you can make a coronation coming out of World War II, but she did make good on her promise to give her life to the crown. So let's get into a little bit about Queen Elizabeth's coronation, so then we can talk about Charles. So, in 1937, Elizabeth watches her father, King George VI, crowned. And then 16 years later, on June 3rd, 1953, Queen Elizabeth II attended her very own coronation. And it's really important to understand the context of this period. It has been a harrowing few decades for Britain, to say the least. There have been two world wars fought. But with World War II recently behind them, there was this growing hope for the future. And part of that hope lay in the future of the monarchy, which is currently precariously balanced on the shoulders of a 25-year-old woman, because the monarchy has been in a state of flux for the last couple of decades. Her uncle, King Edward VIII, abdicated the throne after only 326 days on the throne. The man didn't even last an entire year. Listen, He was exhausted. 
his weave was exhausted, his <laughs> panty liner was exhausted, and he wanted to marry a divorcee. So, you know, not going to work. So he abdicated. Elizabeth's father takes over. He, ru- he rules for a little over a decade. And then he dies younger than anticipated. And now we have Queen Elizabeth, a very young woman. And there were real fears that she would not be able to handle the pressure and she would abdicate as well. So there was real fear going into it that this could be disastrous for the monarchy if she didn't really show up and shine. So her coronation was just a period of much needed celebration in the UK. They've been on food, you know, they've um, not food stamps, uh, rationing, you know, there's the bombing of, of in London. I mean, there's been a lot that's happened, but they've come out victorious from this war. And so people were ready for a celebration. Yeah. And I actually pulled some articles from the British you know, newspaper archives, as one does on their Saturday night, pretty <laughs> crazy. And a lot of the article titles are like, God save the queen, the people's homage to a radiant queen, scenes of great rejoicing, reads one paper. And even though the rain didn't stop, the, the crowds went wild for hours. Like there's an overwhelming sense of positivity around her coronation, but it wasn't without issue. So one of the six maids, Lady Anne, struggled to breathe in her tight dress and began to feel faint, like up there. (laughs) And the young women, this was very smart, had been given vials of smelling salts, which they kept in their long gloves. That is some smart thinking. A Capricorn did that. (laughs) And so so apparently she begins to droop and lady behind her is like, oh no, hell no. So she was able to like crush up the vial and like get it like secretly. And and she and, and Lady Anne, you know, whoa, she's she's back awake. A and scene so, from the Met Gala party last night. And, a, and apparently, like she was standing, Lady Anne had her back to a pillar, and so basically, she's like, I cannot faint in front of millions of people. So like, she kind of just like standing near the pillar, like it's cool. Someone did not tell those ladies not to lock their knees because that's the first thing at band camp i don't know yes. if you know this about me i was a drum major in high school because i was very cool <laughs> and we had band camp every year as one does in the summer in the heat in jersey and we're all standing we have everyone lined up with their instruments we're getting ready to do the practice march onto the field and then suddenly i just hear a smack and i turn around because i'm about to yell at someone <laughs> someone is making noise i'm about to go jersey and I look, and a kid has just fainted on the ground with his trombone in hand. He's got oh his trombone. in and hand. Every, and everyone's so close together that I looked at everyone and I said, why didn't you catch him? <laughs> and they were like, you told us not to step out of line. And I was like, new rule. If someone faints. There's always exceptions to rule if someone fainting, guys. <laughs> Clearly, I needed smelling salts. Like, and fully appreciate Charles for only making it an hour long and not three. Like, I get oh everyone God. was Amen. super psyched and they needed a celebration, but Jesus. <laughs> yeah, and and Queen Elizabeth's coronation was different from prior ones because it was the first to be fully televised, televised yes. which was totally Phillips doing. But also the relationship with the media was so different. So this is like an interesting little factoid. Winston Churchill, who's prime minister at the time, He's able to make an agreement with Fleet Street to hide the fact that he had a stroke. Like he full on has a stroke at a dinner. He needs months to recover in bed. So he's going to be out of sight. And they were able to keep that a secret. And if that had gotten out, that would have totally destabilized the government. Resignations, fights for power. It's so hard to imagine today. Can you imagine a situation where someone has a stroke in the royal family? 
and it's not immediately published five well, minutes honestly, later. Honestly, I think about like the COVID stuff. William and Charles. Oh, William and Charles true. got it twice, didn't he? We didn't. Uh, William, we found out when he like slid it by during an engagement, and Charles, what they eventually just had to announce, but it was after the fact. So, I mean, yep. I can't imagine the things we still don't know because it still shocks me that we didn't find out about the COVID. And I know some people are like, that's not our business. I'm like, do you all remember their place in the government? Like, it, like these, yes. I will argue that the public didn't really need to know about Prince Harry's broken thumb in <laughs> when he was a teenager, um, you know, or William's knee injury. But I would argue that the the king the, or the future king yeah. in, in older age having COVID is actually a, a, uh, when a the public queen, The queen got concern. it too, right? I can't remember. It's I such a blur. Where the queen got COVID. But also like when the queen we know is super fragile and definitely only has maybe five, six years left at this time. Like... She don't even have that. She did it either. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, time. It's kind of like crazy they never announced that. Yeah, she did get COVID. Okay. Okay. Yes. But <laughs> but it sounds COVID. It sounds like the royals, like the family really kept that hidden, but just the media, the second they could get that information, was gonna report on it. It's just like it's so amazing just how different. And again, one of the things I want to look into personally is kind of how this media relationship evolved. Yes, but manage what we have now. Yeah. But back to the coronation, like King Charles's coronation is in an entirely different time. We are in a cost of living crisis. There's Brexit. People are fatigued. They are starting to, you know, really kind of question, especially the younger generations, the validity of having a monarchy still. It's a, it's a, just a really different time period. Um, it, there's just not as much hope for the future, well, unfortunately. It, 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 I think it shows, again, how far we came because even thinking about paying for a coronation after you fought two huge wars is crazy to think about. You know what I mean? And right the fact now. that only... Only a couple years prior, when Elizabeth was married, people sent her their rationing cards so that they could she could have a dress, which she couldn't accept. They sent them back, but she received like thousands. That's of rations. what I'm people saying. Really wanted to can they felt a part of it? I think in a way that people don't today. Two wars. This 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 country was in disaster zone. I mean, I'm sure if you look at the finances then and you look at the finances now, it it's just a mess in both of them. But they were so excited for that coronation. And, you know, it costs so much money, but that wasn't a thought to be had. And here we are in 2023 and it's a lot of thoughts to be had. So I think it just kind of shows what has happened in terms of, I don't know, the poor and the middle class just not having this. Just complete and total hope in our government. We well, and there hasn't and there hasn't been a. And and I mean, I can only really speak to this from an American standpoint. It's because growth has only happened for certain people exactly after World War II. And in a lot of ways, some of the social safety nets that were created during World War II after World War II are being slowly chipped away. Like even look at, at the NHS yes. and workers that are striking and stuff. And and that's a very, very Republican move that happens in America. You take something public and you strip things away till it doesn't work. And then you say, oh, it doesn't work. We should just get rid of it. Exactly. Because it doesn't work. But it's because it's because they've they've cut it they've they've hurt it they've harmed it exactly and then those politicians who voted to cut it are suddenly all at the food banks or different charities and promoting them because hey we're going to take away this program from you so you're not going to be able to get anything from it so now I'm going to put it the responsibility on the shoulders of charities and you guys to do donate to them or you know so on and so on yeah. <laughs>
that's also part of what's going on right now and why this is really hard to see this on the backdrop of of what all is happening in Britain with inflation, the cost of living crisis, potential strikes. And so in many ways, there's a very different vibe with this coronation. And there's other ways that King Charles's coronation is going to differ from his mother's. There is general fatigue over just extravagance and expense. So this coronation, like you said, it will be shorter. Um, There's going to be 2000 people invited, which is about a fourth of the size of Queen Elizabeth's invites, a shorter parade route, the holy oil that will anoint the king will be vegan. And somewhat disappointingly, I'm not going to lie, the dress code is going to be relaxed. So Alex, forget turtle time. It's tiara time. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. So tiara time. This, I mean, the moment the coronation was announced, Queen is dead. Charles is king. Everyone's coronation. Everyone's like tiaras. I feel like it was Meghan and Harry and tiaras. Meghan and Harry going tiaras. Are they wearing what tiaras are they wearing? But it soon quickly became, will there be tiaras? Because on March 30th, actually, we got a story from People from a Buckingham source that said, and I'm going to quote this, with less than six weeks to go until the coronation, it's thought that the Princess of Wales might be wearing a tiara for the prestigious event. However, with increased anticipation for her to deliver glamour, people understand the conversation around the decision is still ongoing. So, oh, sorry, I said that it's thought that the Princess of Wales might not be wearing a tiara. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I said that wrong no, the don't first worry. time. So I think immediately everyone was like, what (laughs) no chaos okay what is it what's his name from friends you know with the lamp running around that was me like what are we doing here i'm grabbing random things i'm yelling no tiaras and that's that has picked up momentum as time has gone on because we pretty much have had it confirmed since then we have the peerage system which is pretty much all of your aristocrats you know any bridgerton fans that your daddy viscount anthony like that's where he would oh. be in there you know the lords the ladies and the non-royal dukes and duchesses so that stuff they usually have their own stuff which is called coronets they have the coronet robes and you have the coronet headgear and usually that when that happens during the coronation when the king or the monarch is actually being crowned, everyone takes off their headgear, which is usually like tiaras and stuff, and they put on their coronets and they crown themselves as the monarch is being crowned. It's a whole thing, right? Is it like graduation? You know, when the valid Victorian turns the, Pretty you know what I much. mean? Like- <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking of, but I had a feeling they would not be happy if I compared it to that. <laughs> so I said it. I said it. It's okay. I will you take, said I will it, take not the me. Front. Send, send the hate to Meredith, please. Okay. So- <laughs> And like these little coronets, it's kind of hard to explain them, but like I just think of the Burger King crowns that they give kids, those golden Burger King crowns. Literally, they look like way nicer versions Stop of that, it. but pretty much the same thing. It's really cute. Actually, have it your way. <laughs> okay, so for actually Queen Elizabeth's father, um, when he was crowned, Margaret and Queen Elizabeth, they only showed up for like the partial time of it, pretty much when he was being crowned. And they had their little coronets and they crowned themselves too. It's really cute. We'll have to post some photos on the Instagram. Yeah, there's a few photos of like Margaret trying to fix her crown and um, Queen Mary's trying to help them and stuff like that. So like little things like that. So I was thinking, hey, maybe that will be an option, you know, for everyone, but for at least the royals. But we got talks about that pretty quickly. We heard in March 2023 from a Yahoo article that the peer the peerage system had got 
a letter sent out saying that there was going to be no coronet robes and no coronets. And they're pissed, which means they won't have that crowning moment, you know? So, so what do they do during that? Do they just yes, stand Yes, that's what's going to be interesting. It's just kind of like, are they just standing there? What role are they supposed to be playing in all of this now? They did tell them that they could wear a certain robe. Let me... Sorry, one second. No problem. So I'm just thinking out loud here. Is it that will will Cam- Queen Camilla, though, will she get to wear a crown, though? Yeah, well, yeah, because she's wearing her... Do you think she just didn't want anyone else stealing the spotlight and was like, I'm going to wear, y'all can go pick dandelions and make those dandelion chains and make yourself a crown. <laughs> well, but I'm going to be wearing a real someone tiara. said, I wonder if she's just like, hey, Kate, you wanted your flora crown in 2011. Now you can have it. Here you go, boo boo. <laughs> can that you is, imagine? That is the so savage. Okay. If she so uses, savage. if she uses Lily of the Valley, will they charge Camilla with trying to kill Kate? <laughs> I know, right? So, I'm kidding. That I, is a callback to Megan Markle having. <laughs> Having Charlotte wear Lily of the Valley and people are like, she's trying to poison her niece. I like, like, y'all need to, y'all need to touch grass. So it's really funny though, because they hear about this. The peerage is not happy about this. And we get a pretty much another update from them from the times. April 1st, we're getting to April 1st. The Telegraph reports that the peers were told not to wear their coronets or special coronet robe. They can wear their earmines, which is pretty much a very frumpy looking red robe. And it's a very much <laughs> a lesser version of the coronation robe. I would be pissed if I was them. And it sounds like a lot of them are because they're like, we're not going to wear that frumpy robe. So we're all just going to be showing up in business casual. It's like the wish version of Literally, the nice robe. If, I don't know if you guys know um, Queen Elizabeth's, the mantle of order bathrobes. Those are just like exquisite and beautiful. It literally looks like the wish version. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. ...of those robes. It's just sad. So they're like, so we're pretty much all just going to show up in suits. And obviously they're pissed because, excuse me, I was born out of the right person's womb. Why am I not getting more special privileges? (laughs) That's the whole point of this. (laughs) The Telegraph understands the more relaxed dress code is designed to fit with the monarch's desire for a paired back ceremony ceremony that reflects public attitudes towards the royal family and a desire to avoid excess during the cost of living crisis. Which, like, these are things you already own. (laughs) The whole point is not spending more money. So, like, if the like actually funny enough you don't actually have to have a coronation to become king you know he could have something like an investor or something like that you know he does not have to have something this big and a lot of royal families have been opting for those instead you know yeah, because literally once the sovereign dies the next successor is is monarch you don't actually need this pomp and circumstance i'm not saying that like listen if i've been waiting 70 years yeah. i'm having a damn party 
Well, and that's I'm wearing a thing crown for your party. <laughs> and I do think it's because the funny exactly. thing is, I under I think this is actually a smart decision for Charles on terms of the peers. Because right now we're just talking about the peerage system. You know what I mean? We don't know how this reflects for the senior royals. Because the people we're thinking about when we're saying tiaras, you guys were thinking obviously Kate, we're thinking about um Sophie, the Duchess of Edinburgh now. But you're also yeah. thinking of Zara, which is Anne's daughter. Oh, yeah. You're thinking of the York sisters for sure. You're they're saying this could be Lady Louise's, which would be Edward and Sophia's daughter's first tiara moment. So there is this like little group about a dozen royal ladies who would be in crown. So it's kind of like if the peerage isn't wearing the coronets, maybe the middle ground is that the royal ladies can. Because again, they'll have something on their head, but it's definitely not going to get as glamorous as the St. Edward's crown or a tiara in general, but it's something on their head. You know what I mean? So do you think they're going to wear tiaras or at like another is there another event where they can wear them like the friday night dinner like so are the we wearing them banquet, or not the state banquet okay. dinner but the reception dinner they're having the night before there's rumors that could be our tiara moment because the thing is a lot oh. of that too is going to be people who weren't invited to the coronation so like fergie like people like yep fergie there and we're definitely gonna see a lot of the younger royals the next generation pretty much so we're gonna see um Gosh, I'm forgetting all of these girls' names now, but like Queen Maxima's daughter, Queen Mary's daughter, like all of those people, the next generation. I actually said if I was William, I would be begging for a photo with them, a hairs photo, because he can look cool for a second. Because he's by far the most old he's the oldest one. Everyone else he's the is millennial. Yeah. like 21 to like 13, like 12 oh, right wow. now. Yeah. So he's like 20 years old. He could be if he was a very young dad, some of these people's um, dad. Okay. So it'll be very interesting if we get a hairs photo. Cause I, cause they've had one and obviously William was a part of it. Cause the British Royals just don't like to hang out with the European Royals cause they think they're too good or whatever. That's just me saying that. But so it'll be interesting. Cause that's rumored to be a tiara moment. So yeah. So that could be a tiara moment, but I don't know. I, you guys, I still have a hard time believing we're not going to have a tiara moment at the coronation. I don't know. It's really it just hard seems to imagine. Like a lot but I will say again, maybe it is in a weird way a smart move. You know, I don't know. Because, like, if you're seeing this imagery and you're seeing these women in these beautiful diamond head toppers, in that moment, are people going to care that these tears were already made, you know, hundreds of years ago and so on? Or are they just going to see, wow, them decked out in diamonds while we're starving? See, I, 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 I go down on the side of... Either way, it's not going to look good. Like the people that don't like the optics aren't going to like the optics, even exactly. if they show up in in potato sacks. And exactly, you know, what? and the people that support it are just going to be happy no matter. Like I don't even think it matters how they can't pare it down enough to mm-hmm. satisfy people that don't feel like this should be happening. Honestly, I still think the best thing Charles could do is make an announcement that whatever the end, the final cost of the coronation is, he will be paying for all of it. I think that is the smartest move. Exactly. It's paying for it. Nothing else is going to get around that. No, so, and that's, I really think that's the only thing. And you had mentioned earlier, Charles and Camila just want attention. And mind you, a lot of these articles, I think, have just been temp checks. Like, what are the people feeling? Because like I said, the peerage system, I do think makes sense. I mean, this is also not only just wanting to appear like we're cutting costs, but I think it's also the peerage. This is all solely based on birth order. It's when it's, again, nepotism on crack. So again, I thought maybe this is all just temp check, which I still think part of this is a temp check to see what the people are feeling when they say these things. 
But we had this article on April 13th, and this is from The Sun. It's Russell Myers and Jennifer Newton, two people who get breaks all the time and really good exclusives and and stuff from the, um, the Royals. So they, on the tier portion, they have, but the senior female Royals are only rushing to finalize fittings for their coronation outfits after a row over tiaras. Issues have emerged around the planning for the big event, including whether the royal woman will wear tiaras into the church before the Queen concert enters the Abbey. One source claimed that indecision between the households had also led to rows over what tiaras the female royals should wear. They added senior female royals were only informed of outfits this week, prompting a rush to finalize fitting arrangements. So first off, we can officially say the tiara row wasn't just a Megan thing. (laughs) Second of all, I do think there's genuinely just conflict everywhere about this. And I do think it has to do with obviously the cost of living crisis and so on. I do think that's on Charles' mind. But I think a lot of it is the overshadowing. You know, Megan's out of the picture now. So the the biggest thing they had to be worried about is out of the picture. But you still have Kate. She's yep. beautiful. She is young. And when everyone is talking about a tiara moment, let's be real. They're just, mo- most people are just talking about Kate. Are we going to see Kate yep. in a tiara? And taking that away from her, yeah, it's going to help them shine. Like, let's be real. I'm just thinking in my head, I'm thinking about the overall imagery and like the wider shots. She's going to blend in more. Yeah. If she does oh, not have a tiara. Very on her good head. point. She is God, going to blend savage. in and it's just going to go right to them. So, It works in a way. And I know people try to think this is just a Charles and Camilla thing, but people forget the Queen Elizabeth was the same way. She expected the attention to be on her when she walked outside. Okay. She's the monarch. Exactly. I mean, and she dressed for that. You were supposed to dress and make sure you're complimenting her, not outshining her. Yep. So it's not too crazy that they're saying and thinking the same way. Obviously, though, it's more aggressive because, like I said, they're not young and beautiful like when Queen Elizabeth was crowned. You know, no one had a chance of overshadowing her, not even her beautiful sister, Princess Margaret. No one had a chance of overshadowing her. Camille and Charles have all the chances to be overshadowed. So I'm not surprised the last minute Tierra decisions are not decisions being made. I was shook by the floral crown one because that was a Valentina Lowe scoop that just came out recently. You guys, I'm sure you heard about it. It was a couple of days ago. Valentina Lowe saying that she's possibly going to wear a floral crown instead. And it's supposed to be going with, you know, Charles whole environment, environmentalism thing and scaling back the coronation. And they're also making it sound like, you know, if the future queen walks in with a floral crown, then who's going to want to wear tiaras anymore, which I just find hilarious nothing screams environmentalism like dead flowers right a just flower saying. is just a slowly dying cool. flower which is an interesting analogy yeah right <laughs> like you guys aren't <laughs> thinking this one through once again but last but not least too i just also have to say i'm very interested in this tiara talk too because i'm wondering how this is going to reflect on the european royals Because my thing is, it seems very much, I can say we're 99.9% sure this is going to be more formal. Everyone who is invited and showing up is going to be in far more formal wear. My thing is, if royal women are going to be wearing tiaras, how are we going to tell the European monarchs they can't? So that's like Queen Maxima is going to come in in a fascinator, but people who are lower ranking than her, they're going to be in tiaras, but she's not. I'm just saying. That is confusing. I'm just saying, right? That's weird. And I know everyone, all of these royals try to, you know, kind of do the, we're just like you. We don't really care their titles, but they do care. And we all know in these settings, all of that matters. All that is set in stone. It all matters. We shall see. We shall see. 
But since I'm, you know, stirring up the pot a little bit with hierarchy drama, I do know we have a little bit. Every rose has its has its thorn. <laughs> Every coronation has an alleged mistress. Yes. I'm just kidding. I am just kidding. Allegedly, my God. Allegedly, I will say though, Camila's ex husband's going to be there. It's a family affair. It's, it's all a modern the family. family, guys. Yeah, we are getting into the inclusion of the Chumleys. And now here's the most here's the wildest part of the story. The Chumley name is actually spelled C H O L M O N D E L E Y. That is gobbledygook. It is who who decided this? So already I'm skeptical. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of chatter about the inclusion of the Chomleys in the coronation. And as much as I would love to speculate that Queen Camilla, patron saint of scheming whores, is behind this, <laughs> I doubt it. And here's why. Someone called her on my TikTok the patron saint of scheming whores, and I just thought it was the funniest thing. It's- and I think... And it's and honestly, funny because it's kind of true. But also, lean into your scheming. She yeah. schemes so hard. She she's queen hard. now. The funny thing I'm is, sorry. People want to think Megan is Camila. But no, only Camila is Camila. Only okay? Camila is Camila. Only so, Camila is Camila. So to the coronation, Rose and David Chomley and their children have popped up in the news over the past few weeks. And they've gotten quite a few tongues wagging yes. as there are rumors of a royal rift between Kate and Rose that hit the media briefly in 2019, which is an entire another story there. And then, of course, shifted to what's the reason for the rift and an affair came up as a potential reason between Rose and Prince William. But aristocrats cheating is truly tale as old as and time. about William cheating is not shocking. Listen, here's my hot take. It would be weirder if a future monarch didn't cheat. And I think we expect too much of these people to have fairy tale love match marriages. And I think we... I think we put the stakes a little too high. In like Hollywood, a lot of marriages that are going to go the long course also turn into just like business relationships. And you know what? I am here to you do you as long as there's consent on both sides. Exactly. That's as what long I'm saying. As, as long has as there's side consent. fun and it's <laughs> what, just keep fun. it out of the press. Keep okay. it out of the press. Keep it. If keep this it is in all allegedly true, Kate, please tell me you have a hot piece of ass on the side. Girl, you, you are way too it. cute for your husband in that bald you head. Deserve it. And those sisterly no, okay, so hugs the- he gives you. <laughs> <laughs> the sisterly hug. So the big thing is in the news, and a lot of people, again, people are making a big deal out of this, but David Chomley is going to be the new lord-in-waiting for King Charles. He was formerly the Lord Great Chamberlain for Queen Elizabeth, and after she passed and he quote-unquote lost the job, everyone was like, oh, they're, they're, they're pushing them out. Kate got her way, but that's actually not what happened. David Chomley was always going to move on from that position because it rotates between families when a monarch passes. So it makes sense that after he doesn't have this job, King Charles would be like, hey, old chap, become my, you know, lord in waiting. And and it makes complete sense because the thing that I think we forget is though Rose Hanbury is the same age as William and Kate, David Rock Savage, great name. He is, he was born the same year as, as Prince Andrew. So yeah, he's, he's closer old. in age. He's closer in age to Charles. So he's friends with William, but he's also friends with Charles. And then the big thing is that Oliver Chomley, who's the eldest son um, to David and Rose, he's a twin. He's going to be one of the pages of honor. And this is from L. 
Quote, the king's eldest grandchild, Prince George, and seven other boys who are friends and relatives of Charles and Camilla, named pages of honor, will tend to the monarch and Camilla during the service. They will be primarily responsible for carrying their heavy robes, a role normally assigned to teenage sons of members of the nobility and gentry and senior royal household members. So having younger kids is a little break from tradition. But I'm not surprised that Oliver was included. These families have been intertwined for generations. And that's where some of the misunderstanding about Kate being able to push Rose out of the friend group that happened a couple of years ago, that was never going to happen. No. She doesn't have that power. This yeah. family is entrenched in St. James's Classism. corp. Yeah, that she couldn't get rid of because remember, at the heart of it, Kate may be the future queen, but she is a commoner in the eyes of British aristocrats. There are things that she does not understand that she cannot understand because she was not raised that way. Exactly. And people are always hold that against her. I think people, yes, it's 2023, but classism is very real in Britain. Huge. If you're not for Huge. Britain, this is think racism. Well, think race as in the effects that we see in America with racism, that same thing can happen in Britain, but with classism. So it's just by not having the right middle name or the right last name. And it's like, Kate was rich. Kate has always been rich. You know, again, I think a difference between British culture and American culture is what middle class means. And yes. middle class in Britain is rich. She was not yes. rich. She went to St. Andrews, not on a scholarship, but her parents paid for that. You know, if you look yes, at how much it's very different, rich. Okay. But she, even if you are rich, even if you are hanging out with people who hang out with William, like Kate's known people that have somewhat been in that crowd or outside of that crowd most of her life. But the thing is, because she was a commoner, she could never breach that circle until she met William and got into it. And even then, there was, I mean, there was rumors at points that Prince Harry would call her little classes names behind her back and stuff like that. William's friends all would. It was just like this thing that Kate had to go through. And I'm not shocked that she still has to go through it sometimes. Because at the end of the day, she will always be a peasant to many of them. <laughs> you know, like yeah. Camila. And, and, her and in the... And in the Turnip Toff group, which is the terrible name for their friend group in the countryside, <laughs> I mean, these families, I did a mind map. It's so intertwined. It just looks like spaghetti that's been clumped together. Because I mean, everyone is interconnected in such bizarre ways. Rose Hanbury's grandmother was one of Queen Elizabeth's bridesmaids. Exactly, so if you think yeah. you're pushing Rose and David out of this it, group, it, you're not. Kate would never have the power. William probably wouldn't even have that power, honestly. No, it's, it's, it's the sovereign Kate that would have the power. Power. It doesn't matter if that anyone's sleeping with her man or not. She doesn't have the power to do it. Yeah. So I think I, I understand like with David and Rose coming back in the media, I think it's I think it's partially like obviously people jump to conclusions. I actually don't think this any of this is a big deal. I think it's expected. And I also wonder if they're trying to reset relations and almost reintroduce David and Which Rose. They totally are. Out, right out of the context of of an alleged rift or affair it's like hey let's just pretend none of this happened exactly. look at these nice people look at these nice aristocrats oh oliver's cute you know what i mean yes it's like in that rollout it, it it said what the little boys referred to it's like his dad which is one of william's friends there's been a couple articles that have came out talking about the family and it's always introduced as william's friend so they're they very carefully introduced and this has been happening for a while but it was 2020 or 2021 when we had after the Christmas walk, what it's like Kate's birthday and there's the group shot of them all together and Rose is in there, you know, awkwardly standing somewhat outside the circle, but she's there. So like reclaiming the story and rewriting it has been happening for a few years. That's now. what I think they're going to do. I'm mean. very, in 
that is one thing I'm interested to see. And we'll talk about at, on our post-coronation episode, which will drop obviously after the coronation next week. But I am very interested to see how the media does or does not talk about Rose's presence there. And how yeah. I, I think that's I really honestly, let's say it now. I don't think the road is going to touch her. I don't think the road is maybe not, her. maybe not. But sometimes the tattler gets kind of like sassy. So see the tattler, yes, say. I think so. But the road, and yeah, they are sassy. No, I expect the tattler too, and we know why. Okay, <laughs> they obviously have a little beef going on with KP, so I expect them to touch on that. But our Daily Mail, or the Sun, the Express, Telegraph, Sunday Times, they won't touch that. They will not touch it. I could see the internet touching it. Dan Wooten's going to write a love letter to Prince uh, William. We can predict that. Um, he's somehow going to blame anything that goes wrong. If anything goes wrong, he's going to be like, well, Megan clearly dropped the spirit stick at uh, cheerleading camp. And that's why things went wrong. He's going to be like, you know if what anything I mean? goes wrong, it's because William didn't let me peg him. And I told him it would have been better. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be like, again, it's gonna be it's gonna be trash. Sorry, gonna be Dan, delightful. even William has taste. <laughs> Seriously, Dan. Well, Dan Wooten bothers me because he is he is a gay man who hates trans people and nothing drives me nuts than people that are in a position to make positive change, especially when they know what it's like to be in a marginalized group like the LGBTQ community and instead uses their positions to be a token for conservative talking points and then go off on trans people. Sorry, little rant. So let's talk about the other thorn in the British media side, Megan and Harry. And the Sussex snub. (laughs) Megan not showing up. I have to say, and I know this is obviously we found out about this a while ago. I think this was probably the best move they could have made. I think this was the best move they could have made. Megan's not there. And it also kind of forces the British media to actually cover the event. You can't claim Megan took the attention away. You can't get mad that a picture pictures are focusing on Megan's outfit and what Megan's wearing and Megan's looks. You can't do any of that. I really think in some sense, the queen's funeral was almost like kind of her goodbye to working Royal stuff for the time being at least for attending these kind of events. It's like, okay. I definitely, cause like when it was first announced bummed, I was just heartbroken and I will admit is purely for the selfish reasons is I just wanted to see what she was going to wear. I wanted to see that sleigh. I love watching her walk down that, like the procession. I mean, Megan just got to walk. She should be walking. It's a walk. Okay. It's like Naomi Campbell just a walk. It's like, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and it's just watching her every single ounce of attention like your mind and your eyes have go to her. It is watching her dominate social media by just showing up and everything viral being her. Okay. Like every headline, every paper, every tweet is just so beautiful to see. I love it. I love that petty part of me wanted it so bad. Listen, but- in the in the words of Eliza Hamilton, <laughs> she took herself out of the narrative. <laughs> yeah. And she, and she watched she it said, The words of Taylor Swift. Um, I want, what is it? <laughs> what does Taylor Swift say? I would like to be eliminated from this narrative or whatever it is. Like, I'll give it to you. I thought you were going to start singing. I want it that way. I was like, that's Backstreet Boys. We're going, all, we're going a whole different direction with our, our pop references. Okay. Right. She said, can I be removed from this narrative? And after that, it was so smart. It was so smart for her not to go. This is so much more powerful. Her, lack of presence because the funny thing is she's not going to be there 
but she's still going to be in the history books. So have you heard rumors? And I can't, I, I was looking while you were talking just so I could verify. I feel like, and maybe it was just in my like trazodone, you know, sleep state. I could have sworn I saw something about Megan and the kids being in Europe. Maybe like so I heard, but I think that Is that was, real? Like, some Sussex rumor being a troll and like that. Oh, okay. I have no idea why because I don't get why spread that's that weird, right? Because I I got I kind of got it. I was like, okay, like if they're flying over, then at least Prince Harry is closer so that he can spend more exactly. time. With his I mean, I wouldn't be totally shocked if something like that happened because since it's it. been announced, it's Omid Scooby has said this, and it sounds like I think Page Six was saying the same thing, and I do think they leaked in Page Six sometimes. Um that he's going to literally be flying out right afterwards and that he's potentially going to still make Archie's birthday. Like, it's been made That's clear a long he flight. is in and out. Like, he's showing up and he's leaving directly afterwards. They said it's going to be less than 24 hours, if that. Which is also brilliant because he cannot be a huge talking point. Again, it actually backs the the British media into a corner and kind of makes them play their own game. It's, They're literally not going to be there. Megan, because the thing is too with Megan, when she shows up to these events, the Royals and the Rota have stories for months to talk about now they can only see her once but they're going to just leak every little thing they can about that one meeting about any sort of correspondence happening with their teams what they think megan was behind this one or not blah 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 it all did you see the coverage around megan and harry attending a lakers game they acted like it was the weirdest thing in the world for high profile people (laughs) to attend lakers games and my thing is too did they really think that wasn't going to happen i mean they, you guys are creating this narrative around them that there's trouble in Montecito, that Harry without Megan can re- reconcile with his family. She's holding him back. Did you really think they weren't going to make an outing together looking in love and happy? I don't care what you think about Megan and Harry, if you believe in their love, if you don't believe in their love. But it's very clear that Harry, since he's been with Megan, is not going to let the press out there have her looking like just this ball and chain. You know what I mean? So I wasn't shocked to see them out and about and having a good time together and with their team. I love that Megan consistently. So y'all want to call me a bully? You want to call me a bully? Watch me out here with my team having a grand old time. Curly fries for everyone. Curly fries on the house. Wait, I did not send you the wildest article. I don't think I sent you this. The wildest take I saw was that since Megan wore Stodd, (laughs) <laughs> this was before we knew about her her deal and you know, yes because um, wme yeah. the man who owns it his wife, wife owns owns, yeah. so apparently on stod's about page they talk about this is clothing for everything blah 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 for the jaunt here for the occasional mushroom trip i mean i was like yes psychedelic yeah. so this article basically equates megan wearing stod to Megan taking mushrooms. Which is so funny because she was way too like buttoned up before and now she's too much of a drug addict. Like someone wrote, is Megan taking fashion trips like- without Harry? Because okay, here's the connection. Ready? Here's the thing. Megan wears Stodd. Stodd has one line in there about us about mushrooms. Prince Harry talked about taking mushrooms in spare, so therefore Megan is high. What the <laughs> hell? I mean, I would be too after her last five years. 
Also, stop making Megan sound cool. Like, okay, Megan wears great clothing and goes to basketball games and does mushrooms. Like, you're just selling this woman more to me. I know. I'm just like, she's having a great time. Like, let her have a wine night some mushrooms and pot, guys. And like, she's to be clear, stressed. we are to be clear, we are making jokes. We do not know if Megan Markle does or does not do no. drugs. We just we support it if it's legal in your state. That's what I'm going to say. We support it. If and it's I'm legal. sure she has a babysitter, so she's fine. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't take trips with kids. That's boring. No All I know is kids, the, yes. the the one time the one time my brother and my um, my cousin's wife decided to try mushrooms, which is legal where I live. Um, they just got high and laughed a lot, and then we put on trolls too for them, and I'm they started terrified. thinking about about what to do if the trolls the 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 gergens or whatever they're called like what if they're what if they're vegan what's the vegan option <laughs> so that's all they were talking about so basically just like if you get high just put on trolls exactly it'll help you settle you down yeah, that took a that took a weird that took a weird turn <laughs> but yeah so moving on just to final thoughts and and this is kind of you know just to, just to wrap up and and talk before our coronation coverage you know what what we expect and what i really expect is we really see the media selling this as a success. Yes, I no matter what, he is going to say yeah. this is a success. No matter what. Like the Rhoda in particular, I feel like the only people we're going to be able to depend on giving us an actual outlook on what's going on would be places like The Guardian or just like local newspapers on um, The National, which is what I think Scotland. But like The Express, I mean, even like BBC, Sky News. I don't like, and obviously all the Daily Mail and stuff, I don't know if you can rely on them to really talk about what's going on. Like, they're supposed to be big protests. You know, how are the angles going to look like? What are they going to show us angle-wise to make the crowds look really big? Or are they just going to be really big? Like, Here's the thing that I, I feel. It's really hard to trust institutions to give you true reporting and yeah. factual reporting when their bottom line depends on the continuation and the popularity of the monarchy. It has to Do you know what I mean? Good. It's really hard to take outlets seriously that depend on that connection. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of, you know, this event was great. I think we're going to try, they're going to try to paint a lot of this as everything's fine when Megan's not around. I think we're going to see a lot of that. But I think also this is kind of the last gasp, I think, of really justifiably talking about Meghan Markle in any sense related to the British royal family. This is the coronation. What are they going to do after the coronation? How are they going to, they're going to find a way, but yeah, they it's, will. It's, it's going to keep looking increasingly bad. Yes, and right. I think people, it almost seems like, and maybe I'm naive. It almost seems like a tide is kind of turning and yes. people are like enough. Well, I mean, the Enough. fact that Kate Middleton's PR went neutral with Megan when <laughs> Charles and Camila were obviously pushing Kate at the forefront of we're all relieved. And Kate's, you know, team took a very neutral response to Megan and just that whole thing that they realized they can't be so aggressively hateful towards her anymore. I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of this, um, of competing comms teams between Kate and Williams and Charles and Camilla. Oh, um, yeah. Camilla plays the game. And I think Kate is the new scapegoat because it's the whole idea is that you're going to be queen, but you're not queen yet. Which is always like, like why I will never understand why William and Kate weren't smart enough to team up with Kate, with Megan and Harry. And I think that's always the saddest thing for me as someone who just originally got like I've always said Kate was like my first princess like my mom loved Diana Diana but Kate was like my first princess so it's so sad for me to see her turn into the very thing that just was so horrible to her at first which was these people above her that constantly used her as a scapegoat and 
seeing they just almost immediately did that to Megan and Harry. And if they were actually thinking about the long game, like their comms people love they to never say they do. do. If they were they actually thinking about the long game, they absolutely would have teamed up with Harry and Megan because they would have been a force against Charles and Camila. An it is always force. It is always short-term thinking, and that's what bites them in the ass exactly. every time. It's so funny to me when people say they're just thinking about the long game. I'm like, no, they're not. No, they are not. Because if they were thinking about the long game, they would have known I can't have these racism remarks hanging over my head for months, for years, and they're going to hang over there. They would have seen the value of having Harry and Meghan. But the problem is when you look at everyone as individuals or, or couples and not as exactly a cohesive institution, then you can't see that. And that's when someone would call up Chris Jenner because Chris Jenner would have told him you all need to come together because the main, the, the core family should be the most important. Somebody somebody call Chris Jenner, please. Someone get Chris Jenner on the line so that she, I mean, Chris Jenner set up at the Met Gala. I don't know how she did this, but she set up like like a public, um, not confrontation, but like a, a meeting between Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian. <laughs> like she managed to do that to let well, you know that everything is saying, okay. You guys should have known your core family is the most important. If people were thinking long-term, they should have known that Charles, William, and Harry were the most important people for the future of this family. They should have thrown their asses in therapy and had them get it together so they could have somewhat of a normal relationship because they should have been the future of the monarchy charles again i'm like if you were smart you should have known these two boys were your future and their families were your future but you're a horrible father to william and william being the oldest is obviously going to take it more personal it's not going to be more as forgiving and then harry being the youngest you got help from but you know usually the youngest is more acceptable to like forgiving the parent you know what i mean the oldest is like i've seen too much and i've seen yeah it too I, long. I think unfortunately Charles is 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 not again I think it takes a really strong imaginative brave almost self-sacrificing leader to take on the British media to say we're going to do this differently and I don't think that's Charles and I don't think no. that's William I really don't no. and I don't know if I could do and it and I it's also really think you need someone who loves their family more than the institution to put their children first and I frankly I know this may be very controversial to say but I don't know if William's that person either. We know Charles. Well, that's not how it's set up. That's not how the institution is even set up. The institution is set up to protect the crown. Exactly. Above all else. So that's, that's why it's going to be very interesting to see what happens with the Wales children. Is that is yeah. to say it's what's going to happen with them? And how are they going to be used? Because they already are being used. I mean, oh, yeah. you can play all the games you want to in your head, but we all know the reason why George and Charlotte showed up to that funeral was to try to eclipse the very big Megan in the room. And try to make sure yeah. she didn't get all the headlines and she didn't get all that front covers. It's you know? icky. I they do not like the, the big guns. <laughs> they I do not like the kids guns. being brought in. I, I, it makes me nervous. And again, obviously, there's that they're going to be introduced because you have to start introducing them to this life. But it's very clear. I think they're in being introduced in a more aggressive manner because everything that has happened from the Meghan and Harry of it all to Queen Elizabeth being dead to even this little Windsor war that is slowly but surely erupting. And if Queen, and, and Queen now Queen Camilla is going to be bringing in her grandchildren, oh, those little children are going to have to step it up with the cuteness. I mean, even seeing the video of Charlotte's birthday party. Come on, guys. 
Come on. That was cute. <laughs> it was so it was cute. cute. It was we're really seeing cute. it for a reason. We did not see that accidentally. Oh, yes. Like, and that's why when I posted it, I was like, I think this is pretty obviously they are giving consent for this to be released. That someone at the party, a mom took it, posted it somewhere. You know, it was like the thing with the Halloween thing. They're like, oh, they're so ordinary. Look at them coming trick-or-treating. And it's like six months afterwards. William and Kate take pictures on bicycles. They're just average people celebrating their anniversary. It's very obvious that Kate loves her children. Charlotte is the sweetest little girl. It was obviously her birthday and they had a great time. And we got to see Kate wearing slacks and a bunch of rewears. You know what I mean? She's taking her new outfit into her personal life too. It just checked all the marks they needed to check, especially before this big coronation is coming up showing, excuse me, behind it all, we're still a family and we're still taking care of our kids. But I find too, I think with all the headlines and stuff we've been covering, I think the biggest one though I find so interesting because I just in the last four days we're having coronation propaganda propaganda really ramp up and it's mostly with Charles and Camila. So I think it's very interesting seeing these two stories coming out with the Telegraph and the Daily Mail, which is talking about Camila and Charles' love story, which for me, I just I don't think I've ever seen it so blatantly talked about. You know what I mean? I feel like their love story is always this kind of thing that's very carefully talked about and very carefully crafted, but it's never really, I feel like, been presented as a fairy tale love story until now, which I find so they've been, interesting. They've been working on it for the past couple of years or so. They've been working on hyping that up because the big thing about when when Charles was having this affair with Camilla was making her palatable to the British public and the British media. That was part of the reason to bring in Mark Boland as the spin doctor in the late nineties was to eventually move the Overton window when it comes to what people would accept from their future King. And so one of those things was to really sell the idea that like, yes, we know that you all loved Diana and you worshiped her, but this was always Charles's true love. And that was part. And also I think part of the reason to set it up as a true love story is to get away from any people that might say maybe there's nefarious motives. Maybe Camilla just wants to be queen. So that was a big part of it too. No, 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 no. They're just in love. This is just true love. Camilla has no interest in being queen. I think, and this is something I want to dig into at some point, this way that we have to like ship these true love stories and these true love matches as like it's the very only way interesting to sell when it comes to these monarchs. You know what I mean? Because I, mean, I don't care who it is, Harry and Meghan, William, Kate, Charles, Camilla, Queen Elizabeth, and Philip. It's like, these are all still people. You know what I mean? Yes, relationships, are exactly. relationships are hard in general, let alone when you have oh so my much gosh. pressure. Like Harry and Megan, bless them. I hope they have a great couples therapist because I can't imagine so quickly in your relationship, you're in such a high stakes type of environment in so many, emo- like depression and suicide. You know, that's a lot. But William and Kate, 10 years. 10 years under this limelight. She ended up with a fuck boy, okay? <laughs> she married oh, a fuck boy. And then almost immediately had her had her privacy invaded in the worst way with those topless photos. And then you're dealing with your, you know, your mother-in-law and your father-in-law who are these like classist older generation assholes. Who, Getting to know you. Like, it's just, it's all a lot. And it's a lot of pressure on their relationships. And I just can't help but think you guys, not everyone can be li- living a Disney lo- like fairy tale. No. Let alone all the same has- family. Disney has broken broken our brains. But I think it's safe to say we are very excited 
just to witness the coronation, whatever you feel about it. Yes. It's kind of exciting to witness history, whether you're judging it because you love it and you're excited or you're judging it because you just want to watch history and you want to laugh at all the meme potential. It is something. Oh, so many memes. <laughs> it's exciting. Alex will be it's holding down the memes. It's exciting yeah. to watch. And there's been so much buildup. I'm just ready for it to happen. I want to know. And like I said, unpopular opinion, but I kind of love the um, the excitement being built around tiaras or no tiaras. It's kind of. It is fun. I'm like, honestly, Charles, you did that. It's like a much anticipated it's, album or like the Met Gala. What are they going to It's wear? a classic. It's honestly like a classic housewives fight. You know what yes. I mean? It's like a classic. It's like Giselle on Real Housewives uh, Ultimate Girls Trip. Like who took my bottle of Casa Azul? <laughs> it's like, it's like that level of, it's you know. What is happening? It's like, like, it's like, who took our tiara moment away (laughs) it's the perfect amount of petty the tiaras are hidden in candace's room oh my gosh like angela (laughs) kelly like she had to give up the key (laughs) now camila's got it we'll talk about oh it's so good we're we're gonna have so many things to talk about but yeah so so definitely tune in next week make sure you subscribe to the podcast leave a review we really appreciate it we've got a couple rolling in it helps people find us particularly on apple Podcasts. so thank you for leaving reviews we like reading nice reviews it's it's pleasant. It it's is pleasant very for pleasant. now. Until royal is fun. It's <laughs> pleasant for now. After this episode, we said the words pegging an affair. We're going to be in trouble soon, guys. <laughs> Listen, Alex opened the show with it's giving cunt. We are done for. I'm just kidding. <laughs> they are coming after us. <laughs> oh, they are ready. So yeah, definitely make sure you subscribe so you don't miss our post-coronation episode. After that, we are going to go into an every other week setup where we give you, you'll, you'll start to get to know the format this is just we have to do coronation stuff obviously obviously Obviously. and also at some point this um this coming weekend we are going to be doing an ig live we just have to kind of play around with the timing for both of us so definitely check out our social media lady audacity on tiktok instagram and also if you have an idea for a future episode shoot us an email at lady audacity at gmail.com you can find that email in our website link. Alex, do you have anything left for the good people? Do you want them to swear an oath of allegiance to you or anything? No. I guess. <laughs> Not, today. I'll just Not today. That. I mean, we've already, there's too many Scorpios <laughs> swearing, asking you to swear allegiances. I will be the better one. Oh I'll leave God. that to my oh Scorpio my brother, Charles. You are so funny. Him and Drake just shaming us Scorpios always. <laughs> it happens. It happens. Listen, I am a Capricorn like Kate Middleton, but I am a December Capricorn. (laughs) December Capricorns are savage. We are a different breed. We are nasty. I think Kate Middleton might fight you on that. She might start crying. Okay. She might bring out those tears and show you otherwise. (laughs) Now Camila Tomney on speed dial. Be careful now. (laughs) I've known to make many a white woman cry. So yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is why we're podcasting together. All right. Until next time, pinkies up. Pinkies up. Bye. Bye.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 